Hello and welcome to the Fitness Lifestyle Podcast. I am your host, Coach Danny G. And in this episode, I want to cover the four pillars of what I consider to be lifestyle and the minimums that are required in each category to then start improving upon to reach the lifestyle goals that you are striving for. Let's dive right into category number one or pillar number one, as I like to call it. So pillar number one is exercise. And exercise means anything where you are in a structured activity. This can be something like going to the gym and moving some weight around or also known as resistance training uh, or the next step would be strength training. It, It can also mean going for a run or jogging or doing some level of cycling or swimming is a great activity as well. Um, but what the main thing is with exercise is that you're doing it for longer than 10 minutes at a time and you are elevating your heart rate, meaning something like a walk, unless you're walking very, very briskly, does not quite count because um, there is a defining line between what we consider your activities of daily living and then exercise and activity. Basically, if you think about it in a way of like, if you can do it in your house, walking from your couch to your kitchen, uh, that is an activity of daily living, something like making your bed, for example. Uh, It can be strenuous for some people, or it can be slightly challenging. However, it is not long enough to be considered uh, an exercise. What is the minimum of this category, of this pillar? When I first started personal training, uh, my certifying body, which was uh, CSEP, um, the Canadian Society of Exercise Physiologists, they required or they had the guideline of at least 150 minutes a week um, where you were doing something active, anything above that that threshold of activities of daily living. It was structured and strenuous enough that it wasn't considered an activity of daily living. And they also suggested that uh, out of the however many days it took you to accumulate that amount of exercise and activity, two days should be set aside for resistance training and strength training, meaning that you were working on building up muscle strength and muscle resilience and in an attempt to maintain good muscle tone, but also bone strength and just overall resiliency of the body. So however you accrue that, whether it is more aerobic, such as cycling and swimming and running, or if it is more anaerobic or muscle-based, which is resistance training, strength training, anything where you're lifting weights, it doesn't particularly matter. The fact of the matter is that you're getting at least two days of some type of resistance training, and then the rest of your time to be getting in extra activity, more on the aerobic side. Now, that is the minimum that I still consider to be important for just general health. When it comes to improving your fitness and your performance, you will eventually need more than than that 150 minutes. But that is the minimum that I encourage people to start to reach in order to just start to work on improving their health. Pillar of lifestyle number two is nutrition. With nutrition, this can be very difficult for a lot of people, but I try and simplify it down to basically what you are eating, your habits around eating, 
and or drinking in that fact, but these are the things that you are consuming in order to maintain life because you have to consume nutrients in order to stay alive. Big surprise. There are a lot of ways that you can go about improving this, whether you cho- whether you choose to do keto, paleo, vegetarian, vegan, it doesn't particularly matter to me. What matters is what you can maintain sustainably and then still see results long term. That is what I'm looking for when it comes to your nutrition. Now, the bare minimum, regardless of whatever diet or whatever nutritional camp you live in, I require you to reach your protein number. Why would I choose that to be the bare minimum? It's because that when you're trying to improve your lifestyle, if you're not reaching the protein number, you are compromising yourself on muscle recovery, on just the ability for your muscle to do what it needs to. Protein can help with satiety or the feeling of feeling full. And also it can be a great snack, period. It just works with so many different variations of whatever diet you choose to be on. So that is across the board why I choose that to be the minimum requirement is getting your protein number. What is your protein number? You are going to take your current body weight in pounds and I want you to convert it into kilograms. Now, all you got to do is divide your body weight in pounds by 2.24. That is the conversion factor. And you're going to get your body weight in kilograms. With your body weight in kilograms, then you're going to multiply that number by 1.5. And that is your magic protein number. There's a lot of science and a lot of research that has gone into approximating that number. That's sort of in the middle. Most people can survive and thrive between 1.2 and 2 grams of protein per kilo. However, that is next level stuff that you don't need to think about right now. If you can focus on getting your protein number on a consistent basis, then you get to you have earned the right to then work on a more advanced habit or task. But I'm getting ahead of myself. Let's get back to pillar of lifestyle number 3. The third pillar is sleep. Sleep is very important, as you can imagine. If you are sleep deprived, it plays into your decision making, your relationships, your communication skills. It impacts how you deal with stress and your ability to recover from training or emotional stressors and stimuli. Basically, sleep is your body's way of cleaning the pipes as it were if your nervous system or pipes it's a bad analogy but it is your body's way of cleaning out the gunk in your brain there has been research to suggest that sleep hygiene is super important for just brain hygiene because again it's that cleaning cycle um, your wash cycle of your brain just sort of helps categorize things through your day and also it's huge for recovery That's why it's important. What is my personal recommendation for the minimum of sleep needed? And that is seven hours. Now, why not eight hours or nine hours or whatever number? I choose seven hours because most people aren't even getting that. And 
yes, the recommendation is somewhere between seven to nine hours, and that's quite a wide range if you don't know where you typically lie on the on the scale or on the spectrum. Most people need somewhere in that range of seven to eight hours, um, no matter who you are. And that's just for regular bodily functions and maintaining hormone levels and, and all sorts of other stuff. But the main thing is that you're getting enough sleep that your body is able to recover and handle itself, basically. The minimum requirement that I recommend for this is seven hours. Now, some people who need more typically know that they need more, but there's a lot of people that are walking around sleep-deprived and over-caffeinated to maintain some level of balance because they are not getting enough sleep. Now, why seven hours? Again, it's mainly because there's so many people that are getting under that number. And if I had said something like nine hours, the people who are getting six and a half hours are going to be like, ah, that's way too much. I'm not even going to get close to that. So there is some level of just meet the minimum requirement factor going on here. But also seven hours is typically the the consistent number that most people, again, we're working with averages here and averages are a bad number to rely on everything. But again, seven hours is going to be the best for most people. The fourth pillar of lifestyle is stress. Stress is a huge factor when it comes to how you improve yourself in whatever fashion you're choosing to. But if you do not have a decent grip on your stress life or how you manage stress stress and cope with stress, um, you're leaving a lot on the table. One of my professors said, if you spend the next 10 years working on stress management, those years will not go to waste because so many people, especially today, manage stress in varied ways, but Sometimes we don't manage stress in the most constructive way and typically it can lead to some bad habits and and poor behaviors when it comes to health and lifestyle and oftentimes your health will be the thing that is compromised when you choose to uh, cope with a less than constructive way. All that to say is that if you're um, struggling with stress, know that there are two types of stress. And oftentimes they don't get well clarified. So there is a good type of stress, which we need in order to grow and challenge ourselves and our system. And, and uh, it is where the, the benefits of the struggle and the stress come in. And that is called eustress. E-U-S-T-R-E-S-S. The opposite side of that coin is called distress. And that is the bad stress that everybody complains and talks about whenever they say quote-unquote stress. Distress is the things that if you woke up in a place that you didn't recognize anymore and your immediate reaction is to ask the question where the heck am I and how did I get here, that is a distressor. You can all think of a a stressful situation that you've been in in the past and you can think about it and be like, "Ooh, that was not a fun time. That is a distress versus a good stress like feeling like you're going into an interview that potentially was going for a job promotion or something like that. 
good stress can even be considered something like resistance training, which is putting a stressor or a, no, it is putting a stressor on your muscular system, which you then need to recover and adapt from in order to grow. So stress isn't always a bad thing. It does take some time to recover from it though. So that is just a consideration there. What is a minimum requirement here? And this one is kind of loose because it's really difficult to measure stress, especially accurately because it is so integrated with our emotional state and also how we process things. So it is kind of difficult to to measure it consistently, but what I like to use as a minimum is that you are doing is that you are doing a daily behavior or a daily practice where you are de-stressing, meaning you're coming down from the busyness and the the crazy hum of your regular day or the crazy buzz from your regular day and you're winding down especially right before bed so that you can help sleep and fall asleep faster, but you're coming down and winding down from your, your regular day. Typically, this looks like some form of mindfulness practice. Oftentimes, people will use journaling in this case, or other people just like to read. Other people like to do puzzles or draw. I personally like to journal because it just takes things out of my head that are just sort of swirling around there, and they may not be adding stress in the moment, but whenever I do write my thoughts down or write down the the things that I'm thinking about, it then takes it away from the subconscious and it just puts it away. For other people, this can also mean something like meditation or uh, daily prayers. That is completely up to you. Um, But again, I personally like to choose journaling just because there's a practical application behind it. A tangible act, meaning I'm physically putting pen to paper and I'm writing out something that I'm thinking versus just thinking about something. So these four pillars are what I consider to be lifestyle. There are many definitions for lifestyle, but the way that I look at it is these are the four areas that you can make an impact with relatively low investment and you can see a result within a week consisting or practicing whatever you choose to do consistently. A lot of people will start with something like exercise or fitness because they feel like moving is a is a good first place to go and I don't disagree with that. However, uh, I find some people would benefit from working on their nutrition first because I mean, you have to eat every day, don't you? And so it's just you get three chances or however many meals you have in a day you get more chances in a day to succeed or practice compared to exercise where it takes a little bit more time to recover and some other stuff. But again, I'm getting ahead of myself. So why I like these four areas of of lifestyle is because you can, like I said, make an impact with minimal investment and see a result in a short period of time. But you can also see a big result and a, a bigger Um, return on your time investment within three months and and the longer term that you consistently practice this the more of a ROI you're going to see with this so to recap I choose these four categories exercise nutrition sleep and stress to be the pillars of lifestyle 
The minimums of each category, again, for exercise is 150 minutes with at least two sessions being resistance or strength training, nutrition to be getting your protein number. For sleep, we want you to be getting at least seven hours of sleep a night. And for stress, doing one thing a day where you are actively working on de-stressing. I wanted to go through these categories with you because these are the basis for what I talk about going forward. And these are the four areas that I have expertise in in each of them and a ton of experience and a ton of experience coaching people with these things. So I just wanted to frame it up for for those of you that are sticking around and learning and wanting to learn about how to improve your lifestyle, these are the four categories that I, I speak on. But also, I just wanted to put it into perspective for people whenever I may reference something related to one of these four categories or minimums, as it were. So to wrap up, I just want to say thank you for listening to this episode. If you found it useful, please let me know on social or leave a review and let me know what you thought of this episode. Um, I would love it if you stuck around and subscribed to the show because there's going to be a ton more episodes that are going to come out in the future. So please just let me know and uh, I hope that you stick around and I will chat with you in episode three. Take care.